Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to Troubling Issues, the podcast about comics for everyone. Usually, in this podcast, we take a single comic and read it and go over it in extreme detail, but this time round, we're doing something different. In celebration of the end of year and the start of a new one, which, quite frankly, we've all been looking forward to for some time, we are going to be doing a 2020 year in review with some of our guests from throughout the year. This is a great excuse to catch up with some of my previous guests, find out what they've been reading lately about comic books, and what they like in the comic-related sphere, which is getting ever larger at this stage. There's a fair few short segments here. Let's talk with our first comic correspondent, Reese McCain, uh, who has this to say about his best comic-related media experience in 2020. Reese McCain, uh, creator, creator of many things. Not that's the, me. Not the creator of everything, though. No, I applied for that position, but I didn't get it. Mm. But you I looked mean... for this god fellow. Apparently, he had way more qualifications than I did. Yeah. Well, he's got the experience. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to break into the market. Yeah. Once you've been around as long as him, it's like, why even bother? Uh, he stopped trying years ago, though. So this is sort of what we're, what I'm here to discuss, right? Sort of philosophical um, banter, basically. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, actually, Reese, that's not what we're here to discuss. We're here to discuss your highlights of comic-related media in 2020. And uh, I've been asking a lot of people about this because I want to have, you know, there's a lot of stuff that I don't watch and read, and I'm looking mm-hmm. for uh, suggestions. So... What have you got that would be a highlight? Well, I I feel like uh, I might be retreading ground that other people are going to cover because the main comics-related media that I consumed this year that I enjoyed was The Boys. Ah. Have you discussed The Boys with anyone so far? No, I have not. I'm glad I got in there first because it feels quite quite mainstream, quite accessible. Oh, well, Um, there's been ads everywhere for it. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But it it is enjoyable. Season two came out this year um you know it's very very high intensity very mm-hmm. silly at points um but also uh cathartic i think because oh. uh, you know it's got a a great you know there's there's sort of nazis throughout the out the season and the nazis get beat up which is great ah cool cool so well as someone who has not watched the boys uh how would you sell it to me uh, if I was saying, oh, oh I want to watch something, I want to watch something on my my device, but 
I don't know. Boys, mm-hmm. I read I read the comic and it was really violent and horrible. Why should yeah. I watch this TV show? Won't it just be violent and horrible? Oh, it, it is violent and horrible, so I don't know if I can sell you away <laughs> from that. Uh, have you read the comic? Uh, I read the first volume. Uh-huh. So I don't, I don't know much about the comic. Um, I don't know whether it's just a one-to-one adapt- adaptation. I, know I certain, would imagine not. Yeah, I know certain scenes are, uh, are sort of lifted out of the comics, but... How many drug-fueled um, orgies are there in the uh, in the first couple episodes of a TV show? Um, I think they reordered some things, but there is one. I've, there, I've seen a drug-fueled orgy in the in the show. Ah, oh. yeah. And there's yeah. another point with a um, where someone's face gets destroyed uh, in the during sex. Uh. I, yeah, oh. it's quite it's quite full on in that way, uh, very violent. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like the there's there's some good humor in there, and mm-hmm. it's just it's just a bit of bit of entertainment, really. Okay, uh, but so... it's got it's really hooking into uh, current events in a way that could be unappealing to some people, but. Um, I think it does a good job of that. Yeah. That's cool. Well, that sells it for me. Uh, I will say one TV show I really enjoyed this year, which I did watch, mm-hmm. uh, was the Watchmen TV right. show. It's hard to remember that that actually was part of 2020. Uh, is that something you've watched? I watched a couple episodes of it, but I didn't quite get into it. I, I, the, the future world of the Watchmen where... There's this massive cop police force thing. Mm. I didn't really. I guess I didn't understand what about that world. Yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't have a way into it. I don't know if that makes sense. But that makes uh, sense. Like Good. I could, because I, I I've seen the movie and I've read the comic book. I mm-hmm. like those, and I. It didn't sort of set up for me how we got from there to here so much and why I'm caring about these. Uh, the the main characters, which maybe it does if you watch it more, but I didn't give it much of a chance. Yeah, fair enough. I thought it was a very very good series. It was like uh, brave in the way that like Watchmen purists tend to just uh, reject out of out of course any sort of uh, any sort of unofficial non Alan Moore sort of yeah. like Watchmen style media. Yeah, uh, I thought it was very prescient because the whole series was about race relations, mm-hmm. and uh, which did come to the fore in the real world in 2020. I don't know if you're aware of that. I am, yes, certainly. Uh, yeah, the, there's in the boys has some of that as well. It also has like social media radicalization and, uh-huh. um, uh, yeah, all sorts of things like that. All okay. sorts of sort of themes uh, that are playing out on the world stage sort of incorporated um and sometimes you know it might not be the most in-depth look at that but i think it does a a fairly good job of of representing uh the people who are coming out short in those uh in those sorts of conflicts yeah absolutely well it's a tv show about superheroes so you can't expect it to be totally in-depth that's right Uh, in the covering of the subjects. So that's cool. And, well, and they've got to spend so much time and effort making all this blood and gore happen. 
<laughs> it's like that's where all the that's where the budget goes yeah like, it's really just trying to uh, the, all the writing is just like okay how do we get to the next time somebody explodes okay yeah well the, the first season of it i will say it, i i felt it had a bit of a repetitive tick where it would um it would have a nice touching moment immediately followed by someone exploding or something like that um okay. like sort of interrupting that and I, and I think they they got away from having that sort of repetitive tick in the second season, so I enjoyed that. So whenever a heartfelt moment came up, you started putting on your your uh, yeah your protective raincoat. goggles and yeah, yeah getting re- getting ready for the ex- inevitable explosion. Yeah, well you've I sold mean, it. You sold w- it for me a bit more, and, and you'll see. Yeah. Okay. Cool. You sold it for me a bit more. Is there anything for next year, 2021, or I'll even say at the end of this year? that you're looking forward to in a comics-related sort of way? I am I am completely ignorant of any, any comic-related stuff coming out. <laughs> um, I love it. No idea. But no. I will say, as a, as a callback to the episode I was on, where mm-hmm. I said more of a novel guy than a, a, a comic book guy. Yeah, yeah. And I recommended Jonathan Strange and Mr. Mr. Norrell by mm-hmm. Susanna Clarke. I recommend yes. reading that twice. That's right. Um, uh, Susanna Clark has come out with uh, a new book, Piranesi. So first, Ooh. like, official book since Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell, which was quite a while ago at this point. And it's excellent. So that's, that's the other thing. Yeah. I'll add it to my reading list. Thank you very much, Reese. And she continues her record of writing magic in just uh, a, a really charming way. It's unlike any other uh, magic I've read about. Cool. And how many times do I need to read this book? Probably 15. It's a lot shorter, so <laughs> you can really get in, get the reads in. Thanks, Reese. Uh, have yourself a lovely new year, and I'll see you in the coming 2021, the future. Same to you, Brad. And now I'm going to talk with Adam O'Sullivan, comedian, Doctor Who fre- uh, fiend. Freak? Mm-hmm. Freaky Fiend? Freaky Fiend. That's what I like to call myself, the Freaky Fiend. Freaky Fiend. Yeah, there was a, there was a uh, cartoon show about you in the 70s, I believe. <laughs> I just love to snort me some Doctor Who. <laughs> Rightio. And uh, we're, we're, like, as with everyone else I've been speaking to, we're going over the best things that uh, we liked mm. in the best year of all time, 2020. Oh, yes. Uh, we'll, we'll all remember it fondly. Um, mm. I mean, so many highlights. It's hard to choose just one, but that's what we're Remember when that thing we were all looking forward to got cancelled and that other thing that we were look, looking forward to got cancelled? Oh, great times. Um, yeah. Okay. So, Adam, what, what, what do you reckon? What's your highlight for 2020? Ooh. Comics-related media. It doesn't have to be comics. It can be anything like tangentially attached to it even say doctor who related if that's your jam which i believe it might be yes it is i did actually read quite a few uh, doctor who comics this year uh and one i would definitely recommend is um uh doctor who a little help from my friends it was the last story in the 13th doctor comics uh and then uh, you know pandemic hit and they decided to stop making the doctor the 13th doctor comic and they they now just call it the doctor who comic Mm-hmm. Um, but essentially, a little help from my friends sees the 13th Doctor travel to 1960s London and oh, her and yeah. the fam help out 
the tenth Doctor and Martha. It's like, oh my god! Uh, it's it's like multi Doctor stories are always a, a lot of fun. Yeah, I and don't... this is and this is set during uh, Blink, which is like a, a classic episode of Doctor Who. So, oh, that's like that's the gateway episode where you say, yeah. watch Blink. Even though Blink has got nothing to do with Doctor Who in general, it's a very different episode. Yeah, it's a Doctor Light episode, so you hardly ever see the Doctor. But I, and yet, and yet, people use it as cocaine to try and hook people onto Doctor Who. <laughs> I love it. Uh, cool. That sounds cool. And how many uh, how many issues did that series run for? Oh, that is a good question. I don't know. Okay, six, six maybe. Six, and it was good stuff. So the thirtieth Doctor is, of course, the current Doctor, Jodie Whittaker. That's correct. Mm-hmm. And the tenth Doctor is the, the most popular Doctor, mm-hmm. uh, being what's his name? That Scottish gent. Mm, so popular you can't remember his name. Uh, he's Macbeth. Yeah, yeah, he's Macbeth. Uh, D- David Tennant. David Tennant. Yeah, I forgot right. my tenants. <laughs> so the uh, yeah the 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 first tenant of Doctor Who is David Tennant, but umch. Oh, oh, fantastic! Yeah, no, it's 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 great. the The thirteenth Doctor gets to hang out with Martha. Uh, the fam gets to follow David Tennant's tenth uh, Doctor around. They go up against, obviously, weeping angels. Uh, obviously. Yep. So yeah, it's it's uh, it's a lot of fun. And uh, do, do the Beatles make an appearance? They do not. Although I believe that the thirteenth Doctor is trying to take the fam to a concert it might be a beatles concert and that's how they end up in 60s london uh that makes sense cool uh so mm-hmm. is anything else about 2020 you wanted to talk about or would you like to talk about what you're looking forward to in the coming year oh one other one other thing it's uh it it wasn't released in 2020 but the hardcover was published in 2020 so mm-hmm. i will i will always promote there's a web comic called always human uh, and, uh, and, and yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's a, uh, sci-fi lesbian romance webcomic. Okay. But I discovered it this year when they, they did a actual, um, publication of the book. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the webcomic came out in 2015. Uh, the author is, uh, Ari North. Uh, mm-hmm. and yeah, I just, I really enjoyed it. It was, it was a lot of fun. It's very sweet. That's cool. So I like that's my it. other recommendation. I'll check that one out. Like, and, the, good and if, thing, the good thing about like having these little uh, tips from people is like I get to find out about good stuff that I didn't know about otherwise. Yeah. And ov- obviously we had the Lock and Key TV show this year, mm-hmm. which I've been waiting for for so long. And uh, yeah. although the first season wasn't as amazing as, as I was hoping, it was pretty good. So let's hope Series 2 is better. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. And obviously, uh, uh, Umbrella Academy Series 2 and The Boys Series 2, which, yeah. So a lot of yeah. a lot of good comic book-based TV this year. A lot of shout-outs to The Boys with the people I've t- spoken to. Yeah. Cool. So what do you reckon for next year? What's what's it sh- what's shaping up there? Oh, man. All of the movies that were supposed to release this year are coming out next year. So here's hoping Wonder Woman 1984 will, uh, you know, resurrect cinema. Ah, uh, I'm so looking forward to that. Uh, yes. I've, I've usually I don't I try not to read too much, but there's been some reviews out and they've all been pretty good. Yeah. So I'm excited. Kristen Wiig is playing uh, Cheetah. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be it's gonna be crazy. It looks it looks like a lot of fun, and uh, mm-hmm. and hopefully they're not going for the the dark gritty. Everything's so horrible. 
No one Hello? can have fun. As far as I've seen from the look of it, it doesn't look like that. No, no, it doesn't. It, it looks very Dayglow and very uh, OTT. I'm, I'm interested to see how they bring back uh, Captain Rogers because because uh, Chris Pine is in the movie again. Yeah, you can call him Steve. Steve Rogers, yeah. Yeah, you don't have to call. You don't have to be formal. He's he's cool. What's Captain America's name? Isn't he Steve Rogers? That's Steve Rogers. That's right. Ah, it's not Steve Rogers at all, is it? It's uh, Steve the other guy. Yeah. Okay. I was. Getting... I, go, I don't know. Oh. I should know this, but I. Oh god. <laughs> I Some... thought. I thought. It, I thought I was getting the name wrong. It turns out I was. You did your best to, to hide it, though. Yeah, I did. We we did really good, and you'll edit all this out so that we look good, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No one will ever hear this. Ah, yeah. Steve Trevor. Steve Trevor. That's right. Same yeah. first name. I went with Captain America's last name. That's okay. Well, that would be a hell of a Chris a Chris crossover. A Chris crossover. Oh my God, Chris Cross the the uh, the 80s band does the uh, does the soundtrack. Yes, indeed, and they're two Chris's. Is yeah. uh, Chris Cross will make you jump, jump. jump Wonder jump. Woman will make you jump, jump. Okay. okay, any other, any other, beyond Wonder Woman, which I just raved about there for a bit. Anything else you're looking forward to? <laughs> uh, Black Widow. I'm interested in Black Widow. It's uh, as as has been pointed out. It's it's probably that's a it's probably a movie that's probably five six years uh, too late. The not too late, but but should have been made five or six years ago. I love the way they killed the character and then they said, <laughs> "Now we're making a movie." Yeah, yeah. I saw I saw a, a hilarious video where they um, did Iron Man two and they where they introduce uh, Natasha T Natasha Romanoff. Sorry, mm -hmm. uh, Captain Steve Rogers. Um, and uh, and, the, and then they were like, oh, so now you're going to do a movie about her and introduce her. And they were like, nah, maybe in like 10 years. <laughs> so yeah. true. So yeah. true. Yeah. yeah so, so he's got other stuff. It's hard to say what is coming out and what isn't because everything's a yeah. little bit in flux at the moment. Well, I mean, Wonder Woman's supposed to come out on Boxing Day, but who knows? Who I'll be there. They could, I'll be, they could I'll be breaking it. into the goddamn cinema. If, <laughs> I don't care whether they're showing it or not. I'm going to see it. I don't them. think they deliver film canisters anymore, so the movie might not be there. Uh, well, then I'll download it. <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll break into the cinema to access Pirate Hub, Pirate Bay. Yes, that's right. Download it to my USB stick, <laughs> put it in the camera, yep. go, to the, go to the bin, mm -hmm. drag it out of the bin. Yep. Right make, click. Make yourself some popcorn. Yeah. Right click. Play with real player. Mm -hmm. uh, find, find out that it's a virus. Yeah. Uh, but I don't care. I'm still going to watch that virus. Enjoy the virus even yeah, more. I love it. And, and, and then find out that that is the actual movie. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. Oh, Plot can't twist. Wait. <laughs> can't wait. Radio. Oh, that's cool. Well, I think we've summed up uh, last mm. year, this year and next year pretty well. Fantastic. We we're we're all in agreement agreement that twenty twenty was the greatest year. Oh. Greatest year in recorded history. That's right. No one will ever complain about it ever again. Uh they'll find something else to complain about next year, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure they will. When the uh when the media hits, we'll be like, oh I, I think wish... when the media hits we'll we'll be like, Oh, phew, thank God. Something can take <laughs> care of everything. Hello. Yeah, we don't have to worry about global warming anymore with this ice age. <laughs> Uh, something else to look forward to. Okay, thanks, Adam. Uh, have yourself thank a lovely Christmas and all that. Thank you. Same to you. Uh, thank you for having me once again. Oh, my pleasure as always, mate.
Right on. And next up, we have Jim Reynolds. Jim, what was your 2020, the best year ever, highlight of comics-related media? Thanks, Brad. Uh, my, my highlight of 2020 of comics-related media uh, all, all came from uh, visiting you down at the old Kelvin Grove Markets, where, uh, near where I live, uh, and oh. you have your uh, stall set up on most weekends. Uh, and every time I go past, I'm like, I could buy a new comic, and sometimes I do. Yeah. Uh, so I got the opportunity to buy and then reread, because the time that I read it first was in a Borders, um, when you could just sit in Borders and read comic books all day. Uh, I reread uh, The Long Halloween, uh, which I hadn't read for a long time, uh, and had a had a delight. It is cool. my favorite Batman story, uh, I think, I am willing to say. Okay, can, uh, can you sell me on the... Because I, I'm going to show my ignorance, I have never read The Long Halloween. You sold the book to me, Brad. I know. I sell lots of things that I don't read. That's why I sell them. It's a detective story. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's really hitting the detective part of Batman hard. Um, love the art style. I think the art style is fantastic. Uh, I think um, the central mystery is, as far as comic books go, really well executed, um, and keeps you guessing. And there's some good red herrings, and it's 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 just a good. All the characterization is on point. No one character dominates the story. It's a real ensemble piece, um, and you can see where Batman films have borrowed from it. Um, in various places, uh, especially mm. Batman Begins. Uh, so yeah, it was nice to revisit that world. Also, just like honorable mentions to uh, to Zot, which you bought me as well. Uh, bought mm. me, which I bought from you as yeah. well, and also Breathtaker, which was a one I bought from you more recently, oh, uh, which is oh. about a succubus woman. Yes, uh, it's, it's tough to sell that one to say. So it's about a succubus. Yeah, yeah, I didn't think it good. was totally successful in what it was attempting to say and do, uh, but it was just interesting and weird enough to work. Uh, so thumbs up. Give it a crack. Nice. Now, I forgot to mention it at the top, but you are, of course, of course the golden boy of comedy. That's right. Uh, as we discussed, I, I would not say that uh, from that episode, I would not say that that uh, Living Story Gentleman uh, was my highlight. It was okay. It was okay. Uh, yeah, I, I understand. Uh, but you've you've picked out some uh, some real uh, bangers for yeah. Your, well, I think people should give Zot give Zot a go. Definitely, it's a lot of fun. Uh, and also revisit the Long Halloween. Uh, I think that's a, a it's not a long read. Like it won't take you too long, but mm. uh, it's it's just what I like in a Batman story. Yeah, written by Jeff Leb Loeb, I should say, and art by Tim Sale. Tim Sale, yeah. Mm, uh, stuff. A good old time. Right on. Well, uh, I have one more question for you, and then I'll let oh, you sure. get on with whatever you're doing right now. Probably something golden and comedy-ish. I'm going to make soup. Oh, oh, oh man. I know. This guy is a cut-up. It's a potato and leek soup that I'm going to oh. make. Uh, potato if, and leek, two of, the, two of the funniest vegetables. If the leeks haven't gone off. Oh, oh well, it's a bit of a tragic comedy then. Yeah. Also a mystery. Uh, <laughs> I don't know yet. They've gone off. Wow, you just like you just span love genres. A, love a good detective story. Yeah. Okay, so lava is a good detective story. I gotcha. Um, so one last question for you: Is there anything in the coming year, twenty twenty one, 
that uh, you're looking forward to in comics-related or nerd media? Um, nerd media is a broad, broad topic, Brad. Yeah, um, uh, nerd media, I mean, improv is nerd media, and um, it's live nerd media. Mm. Uh, so doing lots more improv with Big Book Theatre and with Culprits, if anyone listening to this uh, is in Brisbane, 23rd of December, come check out Culprits at Backdock Arts. Uh, they might even have day. a day or so to catch that once I ooh, drop it. Ooh, exciting. Uh, but nerd media-wise, look, I don't know, video games? I bought an Xbox Series X and yes. a Game Pass. So I got a lot of, I got a lot of long games to play. Mm. Uh, so if the listeners could lend me their strength while I attempt to play Skyrim and The Witcher 3 uh, for the first time, uh, that would be appreciated. Well, that, that takes care of the most of 2021, just those two games, I think. Yeah. I'm, I'm about uh, sort of five hours off finishing Assassin's Creed Valhalla for good. Oh. I will say that story is repetitive as hell. <laughs> so you... It's not, not really a spoiler, but to say, like, the game has, like, sagas where you go to different parts of England, and the story for 90% of the sagas is one of these dudes in the opening cutscene will betray you. Who? And then, then inevitably, someone betrays you. Is it uh, patch? Yeah, it is often the it's often the real shifty guy. And then occasionally they'll just like throw in a oh, it was the demure woman this time. <laughs> um, but it's it's not. It feels like every story was written by a different person, but they all came up with the same story. <laughs> anyway, that's my little rant review about Assassin's Creed Valhalla, a game I have played sixty five hours of. Do you like it, or do you, are you over it? Are you just, I'm over it, Brad. Um, I, I could do a whole... This is not comics. This is Assassin's Creed lore. But Assassin's Creed lore is bananas. And this is a game where if you don't fully engage in one of the optional quest lines, the ending of the main game will make zero sense. <laughs> I love it. Well, that's strong recommendation for me. Uh, I always love entertainment that needs homework. Oh, Assassin's Creed needs the most homework. Uh, there's all, oh, Brad, it's a different podcast, but Assassin's Creed is batshit insane. <laughs> okay, well, maybe we'll get you back to talk about that sometime. Thanks, Jim. Golden Thanks, Boy Comedy. Golden Boy, out. And now I've got Paul on the line. Paul Ruhr, uh comic well, i don't know uh genius uh <laughs> comic uh enfant terribly uh comic has too many opinions on i think 2020 best best year ever uh um, what was your what was your comic related highlight from the year 2020 my comic related highlight was actually something that i uh I discovered uh, quite a few years ago, mm. um, and uh, I had uh, I was talking to a couple of extremely good friends who are also comic nerds over in the Philippines, mm. and they put me onto a bunch of really good uh, Filipino comics, um, and um, one of the things that was really distressing to me was that the some of these are really really good mm -hmm. and um they're 
basically not known outside the Philippines. Oh uh, yeah. It's it's the same way that there's you know there's great Australian stuff uh that you know is isn't just isn't known mm. uh outside the country and you you kind of want to tell people this is great you should check this out and check this out oh, so wow. um so yeah i got a whole bunch of these i got this wonderful care package um from my friend uh doi who sent me a whole bunch of great filipino comics wow and um anyway earlier this year one of those comics which is probably the one which i thought would be a re- really easy to sell outside the philippines is a comic called Trece. Mm-hmm. And um, earlier this year, uh, Netflix yeah. announced a an animated series based on Trece. And oh, nice. A couple of months ago, the first volume of Trece appeared in international uh, comic book stores mm-hmm. being distributed by an American uh, comics publisher called The Blaze Graphics. And Excellent. so, yeah, I would like to, to, to sort of spruik uh, the good word uh, about Trece in particular and about Filip- Filipino comics in general. Okay, well, it does beg the question, what's the elevator pitch for Trece? Trece is a, um, a paranormal procedural series. Um, mm-hmm. Alexandra Trece is a hereditary paranormal investigator. Pretty much all of her family are involved in one way or another with the supernatural. And her father was pretty much uh, like her uh, before she took up the mantle. Um, What happens is if the uh, the police in Manila are often personified by a character called Captain Guerrero, happen across something that doesn't seem right. Um, he will put in a call to the cafe where which she owns, and she will turn up and investigate. And yeah, she's very much a sort of the sort of you know paranormal investigator character in the, along the lines of um, John Constantine or, or Harry Dresden or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, she's very much set in manila so the setting is very important Mm -hmm. and a lot of the supernatural forces that she deals with draw from filipino folklore which is incredibly rich um and just really uh glorious and and uh, vastly undertapped uh yeah cool wellspring of ideas wow sounds sounds fantastic so was there a if we can avoid spoilers, that'd be good. But uh, was there a scene or a a thing that happened or an image uh, in this book which just did it for you and said, "Oh yeah, this is this is a shiznit." One of the things I really like about Trace, uh, which is different to a lot of paranormal investigators, that 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 sort of cliche mm. is that she's not just a, a ghostbuster. She doesn't just go into where the bad thing has happened, find the supernatural thing and, um, and deal with it. Mm. She's very much acts as an intermediary between the, um, the, the natural world and the supernatural world. Ah, interesting. Uh, 
And there is one scene which is just beautiful. One of the things um, with this particular, with the 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 current reprinting of Trece, the original comics came out um, mm. almost a decade ago, possibly mm-hmm. over a decade ago. Yeah. Um, you know, the original ones were being handed out as like uh, photocopied, like mini comics and stuff like that. And they've been uh, redrawn. The, the The writer is a guy called Budget Tan, and the mm. artist is a guy called Cajo Baldismo. And I'm, I really apologize if I'm mangling their names, but um, Cajo's art has just improved leaps and bounds. But there's this one scene where she she goes to negotiate with a very powerful supernatural figure in um in manila mm-hmm. and the art is just so uh, there's this really lovely feeling of 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 power and mm. danger wow uh, but it's it's really suppressed that it's really sort of withheld and uh and it's just beautiful but the art itself is is just glorious it's all black and white mm-hmm and um Kajo has this wonderful uh, he's really good with the spot blacks and there's these great splashes of black and he really knows how to use the negative space and this is lovely feathery details when mm. need be and it gives the whole thing just this it's glorious um a combination of of sort of the realism and the ethereal mm. um it is just a, a, a an absolutely lovely lovely read i i have wow. nothing but love for it. Sounds fantastic. I will definitely be looking that one up. Uh, sounds good. And something a little bit out of the ordinary, too. Uh, I love it. So, very quickly, is there something in the year 2021 or maybe the tail off the 2020? What's coming up that uh, has you excited, Paul? Well, I mean, again, um, if I can stick to, well, I mean, what has me excited? I. And I'm kind of looking forward to all of the uh, the Marvel stuff. The the last couple of years, stuff like Legion mm-hmm. and um, Doom Patrol have really kind of blown my mind with their willingness to kind of push the boundaries on uh, l- leaning into weirder side elements of mm. the superhero mythology. Yeah, and uh, like I'm really looking forward to WandaVision. I think that's going to be just really beautiful. WandaVision. Uh, it's the oh, WandaVision. Okay. Uh, the the Scarlet Witch and Vision series yep. on Disney Plus, which I think is just going to be. I mean, I'm a big fan of those characters anyway. So, yeah. um, cool. but I think that's going to be really quite spectacular, and I'm I'm really hoping that. Um, when the 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 Trace animated series starts up, that I can get my mitts on that. Mm. Um, and I'm really I'm really hoping the series takes off because there's a lot of other stuff out there that, um, you know, it's it's a, it's a really deep well, mm. and there's a lot a lot to it, and I'm I'm really excited about people getting a chance to to connect with it. Cool. Well, that's excellent. Uh, thanks for your time, Paul. No problem at all. I, I do love to, to spruik about what I like. <laughs> well, this is a great opportunity for it. 
And I'm here with Colin Smith, uh, long-time comic fan, great uh, uh, great actor, and general <laughs> all-round creative. And yeah, you're going to tell me what your favorite comic-related media was from 2020, the best year ever. <laughs> Isn't it just like everybody's had this awful time? But um, but look, I um, it's kind of funny. I like I was reflecting on, on all of the things that um, that I've been doing with with um, the comic world this year, and um, I'm in the middle of um, packing up to move house. And what I was doing was um, cataloging all my comics on um, a service called StashMyComics.com, which is amazing. And uh, I was going through. Sounds like nerdy fun. Very, very nerdy stuff. Um, Yeah, I was going through all my old issues and kind of going, "Wow, there's some really amazing stuff in here, and there's some shit, but Mm. there is some amazing stuff in here as well." And I was like, "Oh wow, I'm really glad I've got this huge collection of stuff." Mm -hmm. And um, uh, you know, some of the really great reads in there are just um, really. It was amazing to kind of see them again and kind of go, oh wow, I, I remember, I remember reading this years ago and, and going, this is this is so fantastic. But um, I mean, one of the things that I committed to doing this year with comics was, um, at the very least, you know, because I I collect a lot of we've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. I co- collect a lot of Batman. Yeah, I'm a big DC buff. I don't do Marvel or anything like that. But I I, I committed myself to wanting to get at least one indie comic every every year um like okay a, read read something new you know i mean I, I i read a little bit of indie i mean i've got lazarus going on from image mm-hmm. and that's amazing yeah but, very good um this year i picked up the wicked and the divine and that was that's Ooh. that's really uh, really amazing stuff it's by um uh gillan mckelvey and wilson cowles it's a british comic mm-hmm. um i might have mentioned on the last time i was on but um it's about um a cycle of of um oh what is it it's it's there's certain old world gods that inhabit the bodies of regular mortals every 90 years mm-hmm. and um there's some aim to why this happens but it doesn't get revealed until like way on down the series ah. but it's um it's got a lot to do with fame and the effects of kind of um fame on pop culture and on the person on the people that that it affects as well okay. and um, it's a really interesting kind of dive into that um i i did finish that during the year and then i picked up the umbrella academy ah um, so did you watch I, the tv show and say no i haven't no no i had somebody recommend that i should pick up the comics before i watch the tv series oh, okay. so i have started to read that and i've got through the first three trades and it's yeah it's it that's really fabulous as well this is like a little um you know knot of of superherodom in this world in this very strange world where where chimpanzees appear to be um normal people as well <laughs> like they're interacting with uh, mm-hmm. with society and kind of that you know in a in a kind of normal way so that's happening sounds um, perfectly normal to me and and the other thing I think in in um, in the, in the comics world that I was really uh, really chuffed about was um, uh, the uh, the dark universe in uh, the dark multiverse in DC, mm-hmm. um, which I have not read any of yet. But it's right. it's everywhere. It's like I can't walk down the street without the dark multiverse smacking me in the face. <laughs> yeah, too true, man. Yeah, um, yeah. So there's this unbeatable 
seemingly unbeatable villain called the Batman who laughs, mm-hmm. who has risen from this dark reflection of the multiverse of the DC multiverse, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it's kind of taken this bizarre turn into a series called Death Metal. Yeah, and uh, and yeah, so there's this world where the Batman who laughs, which is a, a, a Batman and laughs, is a combination of the Joker and Batman. So he's mm-hmm. this joker-like villain who has batman's unbeatability and um and a terrible uh, fashion sense and terrible fashion sense how can he see through that that thing that he wears in his eyes uh, what doesn't the make no sense yes <laughs> so so yeah and yeah death metal is is he's ruling over a particular world um of um well something that can only be described as well you really have to listen to heavy metal to kind of Get yourself through this series. I'm listening. I'm listening. <laughs> so, if that's a- of any appeal to you, you should, you should, you should um, wrap your eyes around it. There is some it's, appeal to that. I yes, I was yeah. intrigued by death metal just from the name. <laughs> good, good, <laughs> good stuff. Yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah. So they're my highlights. Um, Excellent. The, the, the bad bits. Oh. Um, you're the first person to go negative. I love it. Well, I I thought we could we, we were going to be talking about something positive and then something negative. So I kind of no. This is it. This is too. the vent. Um, the vent is venting right now. Great. Good. Good. What I don't like is um, having to sign on to a whole lot of TV streaming services to get all of the comic book TV series oh. into my eyes and ears. You know, like um. You know, I was I was watching the Arrowverse on mm-hmm. CW for a while there, and um, well, I still am. It's I'm, I'm maybe a season or so behind. Well, they haven't made um, much this year because of reasons. Well, fair enough. Um, but yeah, like um, in order to get the whole CW verse, mm-hmm. um, you have to sign on to Netflix to get Arrow. Mm-hmm. You have to sign on to Stan, or I'm guessing Hulu in the states for Flash. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, Black Lightning is also Netflix. That's okay. Okay. Um, and then Supergirl and Legends of Tomorrow are not available on streaming. So I've been getting the DVDs. Oh wow! And um, Batwoman, I haven't got up to Batwoman yet, but I expect it's not on streaming. Mm. Um, so there's that. Um, you know, if you want to get wrap your eyes and ears around the boys, you've got to get Amazon. Yep, yep. Um, you know, like how about some how about out, some Marvel? If you wanted to watch a Marvel series, surely you could just you wouldn't have to get another different streaming service to that, would you? That's where you'd be wrong. Right? Oh um, gosh, yeah, darn yeah, it! You got me again. <laughs> I'm not signing on to Disney Plus anytime soon, and yeah, all of those. Marvel series are coming out there as well. So, mm. um, you know, it, it feels like we're kind of trapped in this model of we have to pay through the nose to get all the content that yep. we really want, even if it's kind of that narrow band of, oh, I only want to see comic book stuff. Ah. You know, I've got to sign on to like a whole heap of, of things. But Yeah, it, it, um, comic books are, are all media now. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. Every- the, the nerd stream has become mainstream, right? Yeah, d- indeed, and not before yeah, time. Yeah. In fact, it's, beca- sure. it's become so mainstream. I'm not interested in it anymore. You're- <laughs> it, it's too. It's too cool to be cool. <laughs> it's it's, it's right. too cool for me. I'm. I'm just yeah. a big nerd. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's. I, I'm totally with you there, though. It is mad. And yeah. uh, what is the next one? HBO Max oh, my is going to be the next right. big. Thing. when that yeah. comes to Australia then it'll be another service for us to worry about 
year round. <laughs> Help. Um, but I mean, I'm, I am definitely looking forward to all of the comic book movies that are coming out next year. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there's um, so Black Widow yeah, is yeah. on the way. Um, there's another Suicide Squad, I hear. Yes, um, the Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad. So you can kind of you can differentiate from the other movie, which is just called Suicide Squad. Ah, of course, uh, an indefinite article that just makes all the difference. Yeah, it's for definite article, all right. <laughs> um, yeah, what else? Like Shang Chi. I uh, that should be cool. Out. I'm really yeah. looking forward to Wonder Woman. I keep on saying that, but that's this year. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is going to be amazing. Black Adam. Mm, um, Black Adder. Black Black Adder. Yeah. yeah, series five. What? Yeah. Hang on, that's not a comic book. It's still uh, pretty nerdy. Oh, it's pardon my French. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you know, things are things are looking better on the horizon for for um, everybody, especially us nerds. I think. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, well, that's covered. That's covered everything pretty well, and we're oh, we're just about to hit the ten minute mark. So great work. Nice. Thanks, bro. No Thanks worries at all. Hey, quick question before we sign off. Did you sure. did you watch, did you get to see this year New Mutants? No, I didn't. Like, um, I saw it um, pop onto posters at my local cinema, and I was like, oh, wow, I've got to go and see that. But, you know, like, the, the cinemas were only open a very small mm-hmm. amount of the mm-hmm. week because they weren't making enough money to stay open all the time. Yep. Um, yeah, and I, and I, I it, it passed me by, and I, I really regret that because um, you know I'm I'm a fan of the of the X Men movies, yeah. and um, would have been good. Did you catch it? I did catch it. It was the second only time in my life I've had the entire cinema to myself. <laughs> the first was uh, Sin City, a Dame to Kill for. Wow, and. New Mutants, and I loved it. Now I got mixed reviews, but it was right in my wheelhouse. It was like, oh, oh this gross. is this is the comic I was reading when I was a teenager. Made oh, good. made flesh. Oh, uh, fabulous man. And I just loved it. So I I think it's out on DVD now. I'm going to go grab it as soon as I get oh, a nice. chance. I know what to ask for for Christmas from my partner. No, 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 wink, wink. <laughs> uh, great stuff. Thanks for thanks for the time, Colin. I know you're a busy yeah. man. Oh, good, man. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Oh, look, my pleasure. And I will, I guess I'll see you in the coming year. That'd be nice. No worries at all. And (laughs) I'll talk to you then. Thanks. No worries. Bye. And now we've got Ashley Moore on the line, direct from uh, the Netherlands. Uh, You're from the Netherlands right now. I got that correct. Yeah, that's exactly correct. Thank God. Uh, I live there actually. Of, there are a lot of co- countries in Europe. There are. Yeah, well, there's a fair few. I'm not sure how many. 22 maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I thought you were worried about the the Netherlands, Holland, Dutch dilemma. Oh, I. You you read yeah. my mind. Okay. Yeah. Well, luckily I live in the province of Holland, so you can say Holland, and then I I don't you know I don't have to have the uncomfortable uh, chore of correcting you. I could say, yeah, I do live in Holland. Okay. Got me <laughs> on a technicality. <laughs> That's great stuff. And we're looking at the highlights, comic-related highlights for, for the best year ever, 2020. Yeah. Uh, and I think you've got a fairly unique one for us today there. Yeah. 
Fire uh, away. Yep. What, what, what was your highlight, comic-related highlight for 2020? Um, I've been, uh, I've been uh, distracted this year, and so I haven't actually read a lot of comics, but I read accidentally one comic, uh, apart from the, the issue of Watchmen that we talked about earlier this year, mm-hmm. and it was called uh, Blueberry, which is a French comic from 1967 mm-hmm. about cowboys. <laughs> I love it. And that's the one with art by Mobius, right? Is it? John um, Gerard. Uh, oh, yes. I didn't even realise that because in it he's just called uh, Gerard and I didn't make the connection. That's, ah, very well done. Ah. Well, yes, uh, I, I am a comic nerd and I do know lots of useless information. Wow. Very impressed. I'm very impressed. Thank you. Okay, so what? Tell me, what was what was was uh, Blueberry good? Was it bad? What what did you what appealed to you about it? Yeah, it's like a cowboy comic from nineteen sixty seven. So it it's like from another world, isn't it? So it's sort of <laughs> <laughs> in one way, it's hard to tell whether it's good or bad. Mm-hmm. But I no, I think it's good. I quite enjoyed it. The it it has that sort of sixties. Well, I guess like maybe the golden age of comics where the art is often not that technically correct or something, you know, like sometimes it's a little bit rough, like, oh, that arm's a bit short, those eyes are a bit crooked. Mm. But it's still, but it's like artistically, it's quite impressive and it's very sort of a dynamic, lots of beautiful shots of, you know, like the like in New Mexico countryside and mountains and stuff and cowboys, you know, bending down and shooting and all sorts of things. Lots of horses. Excellent. And, yeah. I love I love the idea of a French cowboy comic. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe I'm just thinking of Lucky Luke. Uh, oh, yeah. But yeah, it's like because it's gonna be it's you know cowboy stories have a certain they have certain requirements you know that they need, but having that filtered through a French <laughs> yeah. aesthetic sounds yeah. fantastic. Yeah, I guess it's. I guess it's like the spaghetti westerns, or even Nick, uh, yeah, even Nick Cave had songs, which are sort of like cowboy stories in a way, weren't they? Sort of like another country, imagining what this is about. Yeah, they don't have the first-hand experience; they only have the 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 cultural shared experience. Yeah, 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 yeah. And stuff. What well, one thing I was I was thinking actually that connected to Watchmen. Oh. You know, uh, you know, in Watchmen. Uh, one of the the subplots is that because there's real superheroes, mm-hmm. um, they don't have superhero comics, like which is of course a normal thing to have comics about. So they have pirate comics instead. Yeah. But uh, but in in France they don't have superhero comics, they have cowboy comics instead. <laughs> so I assume that the French just must have superheroes running around. <laughs> I can't fault your reasoning there. Yeah, yeah. They, they must have them. Oh, if wow. Alan Moore is to be believed. Uh, well, Alan Moore, as we know, knows the score. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's hard to argue with Alan. Uh, that's great. Well, I, I'm I'm keen. I actually would love to check that out. I know that it was reprinted in English uh, back in the eighties. Yeah. Uh, Marvel did. Uh, an edition of the Blue Lieutenant Blueberry, they called it. Okay. Um, so uh, that's something I'd like to check out someday. Yeah. Now, uh, 
and I, it's just you know fascinating. Yeah, we've we I like the fact that we linked Nick Cave, <laughs> cowboy movies. Yeah, uh, and, and a pop lead itself lyric. And a pop lead itself lyric. The, Gre- the Grebo band from the early nineties. <laughs> uh, one of the greatest bands of all time. Um, yeah. So, uh, what I yeah, my my next question for you is: yeah. Is there anything yeah. comic related that you're looking forward to for 2021? I have not. To be honest, I'm not looking forward to 2021. I'm not. Make, making, <laughs> not, I'm not going to have any expectations of what's going to happen. So no. I'm just going to take it as it goes. If I wake up alive on January 1st, I'll be like, okay, let's get through this day. <laughs> okay. Wow. It sounds but, like you're suffering but, from 2020 yeah. trauma there. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but to be honest, I don't even actually know what, what is happening. In, uh, it, I know nothing about the comics world at the moment. I've sort of, I've sort of switched off. Uh, is there something I, I might want to look forward to, Brad, since you obviously are well-versed? Uh, well, yeah, there's like there's a heap of delayed superhero movies coming out, uh, some yeah. of which might actually be good. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, beyond, beyond uh, Wonder Woman, which is coming out this year, and, uh, and Black Widow, and that's about all I can think of. There's a there's a new Doctor Strange which looks like a yeah. fun. It's yeah. directed by Sam Raimi. Oh well. Yeah, so that should be a <laughs> hopefully a match made in heaven. And, yeah, yeah. Or in the astral plane. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, and the new Spider-Man film. I don't know if that's supposed to be coming out next year or not, but that's one where they are. Uh, the goss is that they're getting all the existing movie Spider-Men and they're sh- throwing them in together in some multiple reality adventure. Oh, like, wow. That's that's yeah. very comic book in a way, isn't it? Where they... Oh, yeah. They're, they're ripping off the animated Into the Spider-Verse thing, basically, oh, but they've got oh. Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield and uh, whoever the latest guy is um, uh, what was... all together. What were the, are they going to have the what's the new Spider-Man the Milo uh, what's his name? Uh, Miles Morales. Miles Morales, yeah. I don't know. I, I would not be surprised. No announcements on that one yet. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah, the Spider-Man. I like Spider-Man sort of as an idea. The movies have always been like fifty-fifty. I think out there, this a lot of them are just not that great. A lot of them are good. Yeah, some of them are good. Some of them are good. Some of them are not so good. But there, yeah, Spider-Man as an idea is cool. But I, I like to make fun of Spider-Man and say he's the <laughs> wingiest superhero. He's always complaining oh, yeah. about stuff. Like, that, that's what I like about like, it. Yeah, mm. like Batman's parents are dead, and he doesn't whine about it all the time. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Spider-Man's superpower is whinging. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I still like it. Still like it. Don't don't yeah. don't, don't come at me, Spider-Man fans. <laughs> yeah, but I like that about him. I, I see him whinging and think, you know, I think I also have what it takes to be a superhero. <laughs> yeah, he's he's the he's the hero inside of all of us. <laughs> and on that bombshell, I reckon yeah. uh, that's uh, thanks for coming on the show there, Ash. And no thanks, for, thanks for having me. Oh, a pleasure as always, and thanks for your very unique pick for the best of 2020. 
And we're back with Chris and Taylor from the world-famous Binge Minute podcast. Hooray! We are world-famous. Thanks, Brad. That's important. are on the internet and therefore (laughs) world-famous. I... I've been slumming it with some of my other guests for this episode, but I really wanted to raise the uh, raise the level with you guys. Well, How just great. our just our sheer presence will uh, double your listener listenership of your podcast. So I'll have two people, one fold, <laughs> one extra that's, listen. That's oh. excellent. Uh, yes, so. Well, you guys are. You guys have been doing your podcast for a while now, and it's been yeah, mildly successful. Wildly successful. I would like to say it's been a while, but really, it hasn't been a while at all. We've been doing a podcast for about six months. Yeah. That's it. That's but got. That's it, got to count for something. Like... But because we do a daily release, it seems like we've been going for years. Yeah, we've done. We've like done it. the the same amount of episodes. As a podcast, we've done over a hundred. We've probably done hundred and forty episodes. So a normal podcast, which would have a weekly release, we probably uh, it seems like we probably have gone for about three or four years. And each podcast is like an hour and a half long. That's right. right. <laughs> yeah. It takes a week. It takes a week to edit each podcast. That's, that's our job. That's, that's your yeah full time job nowadays. <laughs> is doing podcasts. No, they're very quick. Ten minute, ten fifteen minute. Uh, cool. Okay, well, uh, here's a little inside baseball for you. I haven't started watching, uh, what is it, Ready or Not, the one you're doing at the moment? Mm-hmm. I haven't right. started watching it, so I haven't listened to any of the podcasts in that season. But I am going to watch it, and then I'll watch, uh, listen to your podcast. You, don't, you, have, you should watch it, because it actually it's turning out to be a really exciting movie, to be honest. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I... I don't doubt that. I know that you got good uh, info on how good it was. But, but that's Brad, beside the point. Will yeah. you be w- watching it one minute at a time that we are? No. I, you do that <laughs> so I don't have to. That's true. That's true. It's like you, you guys are like sacrificing yourself for the greater good of humanity. It's something like that. Yeah, well, that's, that's the story I'm sticking to. But that's not what I have you here for. Uh, and we're I'm already eating up the time. We're doing a year in review of 2020. Everyone agrees, best year ever. Uh, <laughs> and I'm just checking to see what your uh, highlight in comics-related media was for this year. Okay. I, as we established from the last time I came on your podcast, Brad, yeah. I don't read a lot of comics or that sort of thing, but I did thoroughly enjoy watching The Boys. Mm. Which is the television adaptation of the comic book of the same name. And when I mentioned to you earlier in the year that I was watching The Boys, you raised your eyebrows at me and uh, was like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) It kind of sounds like a comic book you weren't really that much into yourself. Uh, I did read the first volume and it was a little bit too full on for me. I vaguely remember that I was eating a Mexican meal with you and you were like a bit too violent for old Brad. I don't know if it was violent. It was just like, you know, unpleasant. Okay. It like, yeah. yeah. It's like, uh, it was icky. But that's, oh, yeah. Scar- that's Garth Ennis. That's his writing style. He likes to do gross out things. If, I don't know if you, any of you, either of you have uh, read the Preacher s- series. No. Absolutely uh, not. 
There's a guy in that who uh, he just gets more and more mutilated as they go along. So he loses an eye, and then he has his, uh, has a like a slit put on the top of his head. He's a bald guy, so it looks like his head is a penis. <laughs> and then a dog eats his dog actually eats his penis. No, I have never and heard of this. Gets worse and worse as it goes along. So that's sounds, just sounds marvelous. <laughs> Well, that's the same the same writer as who wrote the original boys comic book. Oh, so I like the boys too. I thought the boys was a really fun. I, I never read the comic book, but I thought the TV show itself was excellent, just because it was an interesting to me uh, focusing on this kind of celebrity world of the superheroes. Mm. But they're all like deep down, they really hated humans, and I uh, thought thought very little of them. Uh, and we put them in such high, like God, kind of like we put them on the level of gods, even, and they kind of despised us secretly, yeah. which I, I thought like was a, really cool. Is that like an analogy for some sort of person in perhaps, real life? Perhaps, God, like God? <laughs> perhaps, I don't know. <laughs> or Trump. Perhaps Trump, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. But I like I would say boys too. If you can probably clear this up for me, Brad, is the Mandalorian from a comic book at all? Ah, uh, no. Okay, because if that was from a comic book, I'd say the Mandalorian would be my favorite because that okay. just seemed like it was a Star Wars comic. But if not, then I'd say boys. Well, I will say I'll give you this, Chris. Uh, spoiler alert: uh, Boba Fett surviving the Sarlacc pit. And going on and doing stuff is original was originally shown in a comic book. Ah. But, um, he, he's not dead. He got out because he's a badass. How'd he get guy. out? Uh just crawled, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> he just be he just was tough. Uh, too tough end? for a Sarlacc. Is there another end to the Sarlacc, or is it just a closed system? I don't want to know that. You'd, you'd think it'd have to be another end, but. They say in the in the Star Wars film Return of the Jedi that you'll be digested over a thousand years. So that doesn't right. sound That's like there's a right. but- yeah, it doesn't sound like there's a butthole. And I also cause... thought, well, I don't want no spoilers, but Boba Fett coming back was such more ba- badass than that guy that Han Solo accidentally smacked <laughs> with that stick into the into the pit and to he begin went, with. I think what happened there is George Lucas didn't expect the character to become such a like like a smash kind of cult figure. Because I looked it up, it's considered Boba Fett's considered one of the greatest uh, movie characters of all time, and like he has very little screen time. Yeah, in, yeah, in the he movies altogether, but he looks so fucking cool. <laughs> I think that's well, what it is. Coolness, coolness is important. Yeah, absolutely, totally with you there. The Mandalorian, I will accept that as well as the boys. So that's two highlights. All right, well then, if, if you're accepting Mandalorian, I'm going to say The Mandalorian is my favourite. And I'll say The Boys because I was so surprised and intrigued by like the the plot lines regarding like the commercialization of mm. superpowers, which would totally happen in the whole idea of, like, particularly set in America, using private military forces in, I don't know, this sounds boring, but <laughs> private military, <laughs> what's, what's the end of a, of a um, identified body and where does capitalism begin? Anyway, it's very interesting. Okay. Plus, it's a, it's a, everyone wants to try and destroy a superhero and it's fun for them to try and figure out how to do it. That's right. And also, the boys did get you in very uh, 
quickly by the from the opening scene where the woman explodes. Oh. Spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. Sorry, where the, the flash <laughs> guy runs through the dude's girlfriend. Oh. And he hits her with such force that she basically turns into liquid soup. Yeah, I can see. I can really see the attraction of the show now that you put it that way. Well, it, it, well, I wasn't like, yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> this is it. He stood up and ran out of the house in the street going, it's Hit. happened. <laughs> it's happened. Hit me next, please. <laughs> but uh, no, I, uh, I didn't do that. But I was like, wow, it really it kind of, you kind of sit up in bed a little bit and go, oh, what's happened here? Yeah. I mean, it's up to you, Brad. If you haven't watched it, maybe give it a crack, but don't don't feel like you have to. I am definitely going to give it a crack. I've had a couple of people recommend it to me now, so I can't say no to that. It's also got One two la- wonderful New Zealand actors. That's true. Oh, Ooh. Uh, who's that? Um, oh, shit. Uh, have you ever watched Banshee? No. The Sheriff from Banshee. Oh, oh, yes. I know exactly who you're talking about. Have you ever watched uh, Auntie Donna's Big House of Fun? Yes, I have. Well, the guy who plays the stray man. Oh. Who gets injected in the neck? Yeah, yeah. He's he's basically the bad guy. Oh, cool. he, He plays a superhero called Homelander, who's the bad guy. And the actual one of the stars... Uh, have you ever watched? Uh, um, oh, have you ever watched Red, the movie Red with yes, Bruce yes, Willis? Yeah. The 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 CIA agent, the CIA agent who's after Bruce Willis the whole movie. Yeah. He's the basically the the he one of the heroes. Uh, Carl Urban, that's his name. Carl oh, Urban. Yeah, Carl Urban. Judge Dredd. And Dread. it's John Carlo Esposito. How can you go wrong? Okay. You know that guy? Well, I have never heard of that guy's it, name now. Gus Fring. Oh, it's got Gus Fring in it. <laughs> okay. Well, that, that's great. And so great. does the Mandalorian. <laughs> so I think the take-home message, Brad, yeah. is anything that Gus Fring touches. So it's Giancarlo Esposito. And Carl Urban <laughs> yeah. is the best comic book adaption. Okay. Well, it's it's fairly true. It's hard to argue that you have presented an <laughs> airtight case. I cannot argue it. Uh, we, we're almost out of time, but I will quickly ask you, is there anything next year... 2021 that you're looking forward to comic related media and if there isn't if there isn't that's fine no judgment here well i can't i can't speak for taylor but i'm looking forward to mandalorian season three and the boys season three ah. and I'm, I'm looking forward to the boba fett that's, story that's the mandalorian no there's two that's whoa two. Yeah. and then i'm also looking for the towards the boba fett story <laughs> But Boba, also, the book of the book of book Boba of Fett. Fett. Yes, that one. That's the one. Uh, oh. And also, I'm looking forward to whatever they're filming on the Gold Coast right now. It's got um, old mate uh, Thor. Oh, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, isn't that he doing like another Marvel spinoff down there? I, I probably. Yeah. Gotta, anyway, he's down there right him, now. They got to pay him money for something. Is there a Star Wars movie coming next year, Brad? Uh, I don't think so. What there about is... a uh, Marvel, a Marvel oh, yeah. Cinematic Universe? Yeah, well, uh, Black Widow has been delayed. It's been finished for a while. So... Oh, yes, that, but also I, th- I thought of it. Yeah. Top Gun 2. <laughs> I, lo- I can't wait for Top Gun 2. What's so funny about that? 
Uh, it's... Top Gun 1 was amazing, and Tom yep. Cruise is a great actor. Regardless of how you feel about Tom Cruise as a person, mm-hmm. he's an amazing actor, and you'll always have a good time in his films. Okay. That's my take-home message. Top Gun 2 is going to be great. Top Gun 2. Uh, but, so we have that's a, that's a cavalcade of stuff. So we got Boys Season 3. Yes. Mandalorian Season 3. Yes. Whatever the, whatever the hell Chris Helmsworth is doing. Yes. Book of Boba Fett. Yes. And Top Gun 2. Oh, yes. yes. And But also if there's another Marvel film coming. And uh, Black Widow. Yes. Cool. Okay. Thanks very much, guys. It's been great. <laughs> Thank you, Brad. Thanks, have a Brad. lovely Christmas. Oh, yeah. Have a lovely Christmas and a happy new year. You too. We'll see you soon. Yeah, I'll be st- I'll be outside your window uh, on Christmas oh, Day. <laughs> well, we won't invite you in. We'll see you, but we all ignore you. Oh, I'll just swelter <laughs> outside the window. <laughs> Good to hear. <laughs> okay. Okay, catch you later. Bye. Hey there, Mark. How's it going? We're going doing, good. Excellent. We're doing the best of 2020, which uh, is the best known year in all of human history. And uh, <laughs> I was just wondering what what uh, comic-related or otherwise highlights you had for the year. Well, look, for me, it's a big finish. Oh, and, wow. Like, because this year, so many things that I would... I would go and see, like, for me, my comics are, then if I was in movies, those are my stories. And a lot of those were shelved. Yep. Um, however, um, there's one thing that did come through with the goods at the end of the year, and that was Cyberpunk 2077. Oh, okay. So you're a cyberpunker. That's uh, right. So I, like, uh, what do you think? I mean, I don't know where to go, but you've only obviously only had it for uh, like less than a week now. Well, look, uh, less than, yeah, that's true. I've had it less than a week. I can, um, it's, I grew up with it when it was just a, a pen and paper role playing game where you would, I, I guess I'm taking for granted that people know what cyberpunk is. Um, how would you describe it, Brad? Uh, Cyberpunk was in the late 80s and early 90s when it first came into existence, a near-future dystopia style of uh, science fiction based on current, then-current technology trends. So it was uh, the things that set aside Cyberpunk from other forms of science fiction is that it's usually urban, uh, you know, near-future, uh, it's usually uh, computer and internet-based, cyberspace and the like, and body modifications with cyber cyborg parts. I'd say they would be the three things that distinguish cyberpunk from other forms of science fiction. How'd I go? That was perfect. Um, and so, like, we, let's jump from the 80s when we played it as a mm. pen and paper um, role-playing game to now on... 2020 technology um look i am loving it and it's recreating the the old school experience um that i had as a as a teenager um in Mm. a in a living breathing cyberpunk world um and i i'm thinking it's fantastic Mm. uh it's it's very gritty you can 
hack stuff, you can get in vehicles, you can modify yourself, you mm -hmm. can you can be a, a criminal, you can do jobs for the cops, you know, like a you might be sent okay. to go deal with a disturbance. Um, okay, I, I have a question for you then, Mark. Sure. Because you've said there's all these possibilities that you can do. How are you playing it? Who are you in Cyberpunk? Look, in Cyberpunk, I'm playing it, um, I, I, I guess I'm playing it as an all-rounder. I like mm -hmm. to do a bit of hacking. I like to do a bit of shooting. I guess I'm more into, sh you know, like I've, I've cyberpunked myself up. I've got dermal body armor. You know, I've got um, a smart link in my hand so my bullets can be, uh, you know, tracked to the target rather than always having to aim perfectly. Mm. Um, but also I can hack things. I can hack terminals for money. I can hack people. Mm. I can install, you know, subroutines and programs that can help me with the missions that I have to do. So I guess I'm going like a, a bit of both worlds, but my friends that are playing it, they're playing it in real extremes. Uh, my friend Kyle, he can walk into a room and just kill so many people just with his mind. Mm, <laughs> just wow. It's just, it's just amazing. And he, he just pulls out his pistol at the end and takes off the, the last few. Um, but, yeah, he barely shoots at all. He's just doing all the, all the power of Cyberdeck. Oh, wow. That's cool. So uh, now the game itself, uh, Cyberpunk, has had a few controversies. Uh, is there anything you'd like to talk about, the good or the bad of the actual game? Well, look, I'd like to say that the controversies are well-deserved. Um, even knowing I am enjoying my experience playing it on a PS4, um, I can see that it's, you know, it can lag at times, it can be graphical glitches, um, and it feels like it's, it's you know, been rushed out still, even though the game was, was delayed twice. Mm. But it's it's pretty performed because they didn't give any um, review copies for the console versions out to anybody for review prior, prior to release. Mm -hmm. So it's cool. Um, Microsoft and Sony they have to approve a product for release. So it's clear that they knew what mm. that it was buggy, um, but they were quite happy to release it anyway. They wanted yeah. the money. So okay. all three, the studio, the publishers, so for me the controversy is well-deserved. However, um, on a PS4, I'm finding that it's still playable. Mm -hmm. The game for me is so good it makes up for those bugs Okay. Um, cool. Does that so, answer your question? That does. I will ask. I mean, because I haven't played the game, and the two complaints I've heard about the game online is one, it's buggy. So, what are what bugs have you encountered? And two, that it just it's really choppy on the older consoles. And you said something to me uh, previously about turning down the graphics settings or something like that. Well, there are five graphical enhancements, which I cannot remember, that I turned off from the get-go to increase frame rate. I think that helps. Um, and it only has to be in the most complex fights with loads of characters mm. um, and vehicles and geometry and scenery. And uh, I, don't, I don't feel like it slows down much for me. Mm. Um, however, 
less than 30 minutes ago, I saw it at a friend's house on their kick-ass supercomputer, and oh my god, um, it, it looks a lot better than it does on my PS4. But, you know, I'm not having a good time. But in terms of the bugs and graphical errors, there'll be simple things like that happen, but not often, not, not repeatedly. It mm. might be once every 30 minutes, you might see a person without a face uh. or... You know that particular bar bug, or... so it's much like real life, really. Yeah, you know, we're both walking around not seeing people with their faces. Um, Every thirty minutes or so, I run into someone without a face. Exactly, but there'll be other things like you know objects not quite being uh, held correctly in the hand, or you know, someone you've you shot someone and they're clearly dead, but they're still talking to you. <laughs> um, and oh, I guess you know there are some bugs that happen that you go is that a bug or is that something just really bad happening like I remember this cop standing over his dead partner um, I'd completed the mission he just kept saying I guess he's going to lie there all night and it seemed like he was having a nervous breakdown <laughs> <laughs> But most likely a bug. But I guess the, the, they're lucky in that I rewrite the bugs in my head canon as a graphic, <laughs> you know, because you, you see the world through, a, uh, you know, like cyber eyes, yeah. which also have, you know, when you get damaged, they have glitches on the screen that's actually part of the game. So I just put it all yeah. together in that. But I, I do think... Uh, they should not have released this game when they did, but obviously there's a lot of money on the table. Yeah. So, but you're still enjoying the game. Still enjoying it, and I just recommend that if you're concerned, get the game from a game shop that gives you unconditional refunds. Mm. Try it out for a few days, and if it's not working on your console, give it back and wait till you've got the next-gen console and have done some updates to the game engine. No worries. Uh, one, two other things. One thing about the game. I also heard there's a lot of dildos in the game. Is this this correct? The first three things I found were three dildos discarded in the street. Um, and I, you know, it's bad enough picking up trash in the street, but would you pick up a dildo? I picked them up because I knew I could sell them. <laughs> and... Oh. Oh boy! Uh, but literally, they're not joking. It's uh, they're there out there. If you okay. don't find them, they'll find you. <laughs> okay. Uh, and one last question before we wrap up: Is there anything uh, in twenty twenty one you're looking forward to? Well, look, I'm looking forward to movies coming back. Um, mm. uh, I. I know that it's a big investment for Hollywood to make these movies. I know they're making a lot of money out of them, but, you know, obviously last year's been a big upset, and I love going to the movies and that big movie feel, so I'm looking forward to going to the cinema more often. We can go for a little longer, and if there's anything in particular that you're keen on... Aliens franchise. Okay. Aliens TV show. Yep. Disney have said that they're going to do that. Mm -hmm. Also, um, they're going to do... Uh, Kenobi, the um, older years. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm actually that, really looking forward to that. I think Ewan McGregor was a young, fresh-faced actor when he 
first got to play um, Ben Kenobi, and he's like, he's aged into it, and he's still like, he's still got great enthusiasm, and he's really a Star Wars Kino, and that like gets me excited for actually seeing what he can do in something that's not not the sequels, uh, not the prequels, but something uh, something a little bit maybe better. Yeah, I think The Mandalorian has shown us that there is a, there is a future for Star Wars TV serials. Um, well, obviously they've been shown with the Clone Wars um, 3D animated show, but mm. I, I think this is a, a, the next level, and I'm looking forward to what they do. Yeah. I will say the one concern, and you may want to comment on this, is that they announced so much stuff, so much stuff, that it's just like, I just don't see how they can maintain the quality with so much quantity of things like both Marvel movies and Star Wars stuff. I don't know how they can keep the the, the quality at an acceptable level with the sheer volume of stuff they're planning to release. Well, you know, I guess with Hollywood, it, the, we see the same actors again and again. We see the same directors again and again. But there's a lot of other people champing at the bit to be in there. So I'm, uh, I hear what you're saying, but I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that we're going to see a whole raft of, is that how you describe talent? A, a new raft of talent come out, um, mm. given chances to. Okay tell the story. So I, I acknowledge and accept your fear, but I'm hopeful that we're going to see some new faces. Okay. Great answer. Thanks for, t- thanks for chatting, Mark. Um, see you soon. See you next year. <laughs> okay. See you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks to all my guests who came on to talk about last year and the coming year of comic-related media and the like. I hope that you found something new and interesting to follow up from this, let's say, eclectic group of, you know, lovely people. Uh, I'd like to talk a little bit about my own 2020 highlights uh, before I finish up for this podcast. I'll try and be nice and brief. So... Uh, comics. Starting with comics. I haven't read uh, many comics lately. It's been a real issue that I, I'm not regu- I'm not reading a lot of comics or regularly getting a lot of new comics. There are reasons for this, both, e- both economic and personal. I'm basically just getting two comic, two regular comics at the moment, and they are Detective Comics starring Batman and Wonder Woman, the ongoing series. Uh, in the Wonder Woman ongoing series, there was a particularly good storyline, The Four Horsewomen, written by Steve Orlando, uh, which, unlike a lot of Wonder Woman comics, actually drew on like previous runs and a bit of the history, the modern history of Wonder Woman. It had uh, a lot of old villains, uh, old, let's say, from the last 10, 15 years, team up, team up and take on Wonder Woman. And I found that a really entertaining and different sort of story for Wonder Woman uh, mythos. Usually they tend to ignore what's gone before, but that was a little bit of history which I really enjoyed. Uh, Also, uh, in Wonder Woman-related comics, I read Wonder Woman Dead Earth, uh, and that was fantastic. Uh, Yes, Wonder Woman Dead Earth by Daniel Warren Johnson. 
Uh, it's a post-apocalyptic Wonder Woman tale. I thought it, the action sequences were extremely well done. I thought that uh, the story was pretty intriguing. I didn't like that the Amazons yet again got their character assassinated. Seems like most comic writers just can't stand the idea of an actual idyllic society which isn't really somehow evil or corrupt. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, the action sequences were fantastic and it was a really interesting character study. And you know, an Elseworlds take on the DC Universe and like, yeah, artwork, very expressive. Action, very visceral, lovely. Uh, so that's it pretty much for comics for me for the year. Uh, on the media front, I there wasn't a lot. And I haven't, I just, once again, I haven't even watched all the superhero movies that came out. I understand The Old Guard on Netflix is supposed to be really good. Uh, I opened the year with the Watchmen TV show, which... I found to be really well made, really interesting. It uh, follows the themes of the Watchmen without the Watchmen's comic, without being uh, well, what, without being a slave to the plot. It is uh, it jumps forward to the present day, so it's contemporary, but it is in the same world of a Watchmen, Watchmen which is an alternative world. In case you hadn't figured out, technology is different, society is different. Uh, it, it echoed a lot of the themes of uh, identity and what wearing a mask means and uh, I thought it was extremely well done. Uh, well, like your mileage may vary but I thought it was very well done, v very gripping characters, uh, some amazing concepts put in there and ended on a nice ambiguous note. And I thought it was very prescient for the year with its focus on race relations and racial inequality in the United States, which is a thing. It's also a thing here in Australia. So that's the thing that we just have to look at and like anything that brings it to light as the year that unfolded shows can only help. Also on TV, I like ending the year was fantastic because we had every week there was a new Star Wars TV show with The Mandalorian season 2 which was pretty good I mean like I would say outstanding uh, yeah I mean not perfect but what is these days whatever whatever was uh, yes great action interest intriguing characters real character development with the main character uh, a surprise cameo at the end, uh, which different people have different thoughts about. I think it's going to be very interesting to see where the series goes from this point on. But, and every week at the same time, we're getting a new episode of Star Trek Discovery in its third season. And it's really finally hit its stride, which is not unusual for a Star Trek season, a Star Trek series to take three seasons to figure out what's actually good and what works. Uh, it's happened with so many of the series. They start off and they're fumbling around. Uh, but in season three, it's really become more of an ensemble show. The other members of the bridge crew of, of the Discovery are getting highlighted and personalities and storylines. Uh, it's really intriguing. Time travel to the future 
so they can stop worrying about like, oh no, I've been messing up the timeline for the future. Uh, if that's your, if that's a problem for you, and yeah, just really great production and uh, really interesting stories, some engaging stories, uh, and some just cool concepts thrown out there. I'd say it's like definitely uh, up there with the best Star Trek series at the moment. Uh, I watched Picard. I liked it well enough, but I'm not that big a uh, next-gen man, so it didn't have that much of a uh, nostalgia factor for me. But still, it was good to have it. But closing out the year with having Mandalorian and Discovery every week. Oh, so good. So good. Turning my eyes to movies, uh, there were very few movies released this year uh, for obvious reasons. Uh, I watched, I went to the cinema to watch The New Mutants. New Mutants. The Long Delayed. Okay, some people didn't like it, some people said it was bad. I thought it was amazing. I thought it was a great adaption of that particular. Uh, storyline, the mutant bear, no, not the mutant bear, the demon bear storyline, which I still remember reading from when I was a teenager. It took it out of continuity, which for some people is a sin, but I think uh, it, it worked as a standalone story. I thought the casting of the characters uh, in, that sh in that movie was outstanding. I think it was suitably creepy. I thought, I, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed the way it finished. And I think it's sad that it was held back for so long and, like, basically buried by the production company, by uh, 20th Century Fox, because they didn't believe in it. I think it was a jolly good show. That's my thing. As a old-time New Mutants fan. Uh... What else was there? Oh, early in the year, Harley Quinn. Uh, and uh, the fantabulous emancipation of Harley Quinn and something about the Birds of Prey. Basically, the Harley Quinn movie, guest starring Birds of Prey. Uh, I thought it was a good, fun uh, action well, comedy, question mark? Yeah. Uh, there were some really great uh, Jackie Chan-esque uh, fight scenes particularly in a police uh, evidence locker room. Uh, and, yeah, interesting. It gave uh, Harley Quinn's character a chance to do something a little bit more substantial than what was in uh, Suicide Squad. And I just really enjoyed the look and the sound, the soundtrack on the movie. Fantastic. Really well done. And, uh, yeah, outstanding fight scenes. A lot of fun. So that was a good one for me. Leading up to the recordings for this podcast, I talked a lot about Wonder Woman 1984, or WW84, if you wish to, to refer to it that way. Uh, it's been a very divisive film, and I think, uh, yeah, it worked for me. I had no problems with it at all. Uh, it was, I could tell, it's a slower pace. I have no problem with slower pace films. Uh, I thought the characterization of all the main characters was spot on. Uh, really well done. I thought the action scenes were outstanding. I thought the spectacle of the movie that, uh, that it provided was great. I was never bored during the two and a half hours runtime. 
So I guess if you didn't like it, I guess you and I see things differently. Uh, I will understand that it, it uh, the plot itself lacked a bit of focus. That would be what I said. But I was like just captivated by the characters, and action, and the spectacle. And I think uh, the the focus it lacked was what its main like what was it trying to say? Well, like, what was the message of the movie? And I think. The message of the movie was, it, on, upon refresh, reflection, very hard to determine. Uh, but for me, it was like sometimes you have to be selfless and give stuff up for the greater good, and that's never a popular message. People never look like being told that, oh, I can't have everything I want. Oh, well, screw you. Well, uh. Sorry, but yeah, I tend to agree with that. <laughs> you can't always get everything that you want. And that's just the way it goes. So those are my highlights for 2020. And I there's a whole heap of stuff coming forward in 2021. I'm really looking forward to uh, seeing some, some of the films. Uh, I've mentioned... Uh, Black Widow is the only Marvel one which I'm pretty sure is going to get released shortly. I'm really looking forward to the Doctor Strange sequel directed by Sam Raimi. But there is a potential for that to be bad. I do love Sam's work usually though. And yeah, there's been like, there's like a virtual cavalcade of Star Wars stuff coming forth and I so much uh, so much Marvel and Star Wars stuff has been announced. I hope that they can maintain the quality with the incredible volume of stuff they have announced. But that will let us know in the fullness of time, I suppose. And I'd also like to thank all the guests, not just from this episode, but throughout the year for troubling issues, to help give me someone to talk to and make it a more interesting and varied podcast. I really appreciate it. I really do. Uh, and I'll also point out that if you want to check out any of the suggested uh, media, books, TV, or movies from uh, from my guests or myself, check the show notes. There are links to everything mentioned, uh, and you can follow them up and hopefully find your favorite comic from 2020 but whether you agree with me or disagree with me or whether you like or hate any of the uh, any of the suggestions or things that people liked in this podcast I hope that you well at least maybe learned something new about stuff had some suggestions for further viewing or reading pleasure and I'd like to thank everyone for listening to this podcast because the other highlight of 2020 was me starting this podcast, which I've been thinking about for a long time, and actually making it happen and seeing it come to fruition. I have no idea how many people are listening to this at the moment. Uh, the rating system has changed midway through this year, uh, so I'm not sure whether my audience is in the thousands or in the tens, but it doesn't matter. If you've got something out of the podcast, I hope you enjoyed it and I hope you'll be back soon for more 2021 Troubling Issues.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.